Today, I am with COVID. I only have one because I have been fighting COVID and I have fog brain, so it's a lot easier for her to get notes together than it is me. We are going to be joined by Michelle here momentarily, but until then, we are going to discuss our own struggles with mental health and how we cope with them. Naomi, you have any issues or struggles with mental health within yourself or? Oh, I have had before, yeah. Um, get anxious quite a lot. How do you cope with it? What is your methods of coping? Um, I found going out running, exercise has been the best thing to do. And um, when I started last year playing guitar as well, that helped a lot. Staying productive helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I suffer from depression, anxiety and stuff. And what helps me is um, meditation and all that fun stuff. How about you, Greg? And then we'll be joined by Michelle because she just joined us in the backstage area. I know. I could see that. Um, <laughs> yes and no. Like, I'm pretty happy, dude, as you can see all the time. You know, like, I'm always happy, happy. Staying, ha staying happy, though, even if you are depressed, is kind of a bad thing in itself. You have it to is, be, yeah. You have to be honest with yourself. And, Michelle, thank you for joining us. We Hi, how are you? Doing good. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Can you hear we me are, okay? Yes, we can hear yes, you quite all right. Perfect. Um, we, are, well, we was wanting to have a mental health episode with you for quite some time because we had Steve Brown on here. Yes. And God rest his soul. Yes. And we've been wanting to have somebody on who helps out with different people and helping with their mental health problems. You uh, had an issue with alcoholism, which gladly you are better. Um, yeah. what, what's a word you have for people that suffer from depression, anxiety, alcoholism, how to help them get better? Like what helped you? Um, I think for me, it didn't really have like a clear understanding of what was wrong with me. I didn't know that I suffered from alcoholism. Um, and I remember, you know, for years, like I you know, I had my first drink at the age of 13. And from there, it was like, you know, blackout, fall down drunk. And I woke up the next day and I was like, that was amazing. When can we do that again? You know, something that gets me out of the present moment, right? The, something that actually treat, treated this internal problem that I've had my entire life, right? Um, and then just going through the years, my teenage years and through my 20s, and really just trying to find something external to still fix uh, this internal issue, right? And and for me, it was it was alcohol and, and drugs that um, that got me to that place of, of blackout when I I. I think I just didn't have the coping skills, right? And the fact that I could find a substance that'll like just numb everything um, 
it it was my solution to this internal problem. So then going into the rooms of uh, a 12-step program, I didn't have a clear understanding of what was wrong with me. You know, all I knew is I couldn't stay stopped. I can stop, but I can't stay stopped. And, and that's my problem, you know? Um, so, you know, I remember going to meetings and, and thinking like, you know, I don't belong here. I'm, you know, I, 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 I got this right. And I go back out and, and I would convince myself that this time when I, when I drink, uh, I will be able to, to control it. Right. I, I will have the power to stop. And, and the truth of the matter is, is I am 100% powerless, right? I'm powerless when I put alcohol in the system. I'm powerless over that, that since I start, I, I don't have the power to stop, right? Um, and it took me quite a while like, in and out of the rooms and trying to do some controlled drinking um, to really be, you know, convinced of the fact that, okay, maybe I, I can't do this, you know? Maybe I do need help. Maybe what they're saying in these rooms is, is the truth. And when I finally, um, and for me, this was it. It was like surrendering to the truth. I was not able to be honest with myself and I would believe my own lies. And I wasn't, I wasn't able to be honest with anyone else. And I would go to any lengths to try and just cover up um, you know, what the truth is and the truth of the matter is, is I suffer from this illness, right? And, and I, I 100% do. And it was like, when I was able to, um, fully admit that to myself and to others, it was like this weight had been lifted off of me. Um, and I actually felt like I could breathe again. And the fact that I didn't have to lie anymore was huge you know what i mean yeah can you relate there um, i've not really had any substance abuse problems yeah. per se but a lot of issues that people are facing is they think there's shame and needing help whether it be their own mental health problems yes. their own alcoholism their own drug abuse and there is absolutely no shame in reaching out to people getting help that you need because sometimes you can't help yourself because it's yeah. in here, it's something that you can't personally help. And if you yeah. need help, go get help. If you're listening to this, go get help. Um, whether it be talking to somebody like a therapist or just talking to friends helps some people. Like there's no yeah. shame in getting help. I, I think it's one of the hardest things that we we, do, we can do like is to actually take that first step and say, you know, I can't do this on my own. And I, I still, I can't do this on my own. I have like a handful of women that help me, guide me. And when I'm feeling off, like I call them and they direct me back to, you know, on, onto that spiritual beam where I kind of just try and, you know, I wake up, I, I, I meditate, I pray. And I try and just continually be in this constant place of uh, gratitude, like the state of gratitude. So, you know, saying five things I'm grateful for in the morning and then throughout the day, if I'm recognizing that I'm complaining, like that's a huge thing that I'm just really watching my thought process right now. What am I complaining about, right? Like, what is it that, you know, I feel I need or want or I've been mistreated? Um, and I, I literally try to replace that negative thought 
with a positive one of gratitude, like thank you for my life, thank you for my home, my health, my family, my car, my warm bed. And and now I'm operating in that positive energy opposed to going down that, you know, that negative road. Because once I start going down that negative road and my thoughts take over, like look out, like I, I'll be stuck for hours, sometimes days, just like thinking and like you know what I mean. Like there's a show going on in here, and I can't, I can't stop it. You know what I mean? I totally, that? I totally feel that. And what really helped me, because I have depression, anxiety. It took me forever to start a podcast because of my anxiety would go through the roof. And what helps me? Is, what helps me is meditation. Um, yeah. There's a YouTube channel that I follow called Power Thoughts Meditation Club. And if you ever have a chance, what you do is you just sit there with your eyes shut and you listen to the video and they tell you all this positive stuff and you pretend like those are your own thoughts. And eventually they become your actual thoughts. And it actually helps me out a lot. That sounds amazing. So you'll have to send me that. Uh... Will do. That link, I would definitely be open to. What's, what's, what's the uh, best uh, platform to send your stuff on? Because you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. You're on... <laughs> um, probably just email or, or Instagram or probably the two. Yeah. And if yeah. you guys go ahead and follow Michelle, I have all of her links in the description of this podcast. Um, click on that after the show. Don't don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> So cool. you were the co-founder of the Drive Foundation. Have you guys started that up yet? Because when I talked to Steve, yeah. it was in the beginning stages. Um, yeah, so basically when the pandemic hit, I was living in Toronto and, um, you know, my husband and my son, uh, who's 11 years old, you know, the pandemic hit, we're living in this 867 square foot condo right downtown Toronto. And, um, it was it was really hard for us like we we really didn't have a source of income my husband lost his job and we were like okay what are we going to do um and we found out that it's probably a, a two-hour drive from toronto in this small town right on this lake called lake erie this town uh, called port dover my uncle was actually renting his house out so right away i talked to him and i i said do you think we can rent the house out um from you so we can get out of toronto you know, because my son was actually ex experiencing anxiety um, and wasn't even wanting to leave the the apartment. You know, um, it, it was it was hard for all of us. So we we ended up moving to this huge house that had like it has like six bedrooms, four bathrooms, like this huge garage, like just tons of room and space, like a basement apartment, an in-ground pool. We get to this house. And I go upstairs and there's like all these rooms and I think to myself, how can I utilize this, all of this amazing space for healing? Um, so I started to actually do uh, recovery retreats for women at the house. I, I ended up getting a couple beds donated to me. I bought a bunch of futons and I filled all the rooms with, with beds. And, and then I, and I started doing, um, wellness and recovery retreats for women and you know the pandemic kind of, it was hard to do it with the pandemic as well so i was able to do a couple um in the fall of 2020 but then as things opened up um 
this past summer I've been able to operate and, and now we in honor of um, in honor of Steve Brown we uh, created this program called the Art of Recovery uh, Wellness uh, Program for Women and um, yeah it's it's been hard like not uh, having Steve a part of our team anymore and just trying to figure out um, just a way to honor him he worked uh, with, uh, I don't know if you know, he worked a lot with Debbie Travis out of Italy. His wife is really, really tight friends with her. So Debbie Travis has a lot of uh, retreats at her, at her uh, villa in, um, in Tuscany. So I don't know, I kind of just thought of like, how can we, you know, where where would Steve want, want us to be? And, and for me, like just helping women is just, it just comes naturally to me. I, you know, through this 12-step program, I sponsor women all the time. So I truly believe that, you know, my purpose on this earth is is to help others. But my main purpose, um, due to my experience, um, everything I've experienced throughout my life, all the trauma and uh, certain abuse, um, my my purpose is to help women who are who are dying from this disease that I have called alcoholism you know and it's it's been pretty amazing when I just kind of surrender over and just kind of ask my higher power you know where do you want me today who can I be of help to today and maintaining that conscious contact um, and just being able to trust the process which can be really hard sometimes because I want to just control right I, you know I think I know I think I know but I mean, the best place for me to be is just, I don't know, right? Just show me, show me, you know, and these doors start to automatically open and things start to move and shift. And it's just like, okay, this is where you want me. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It's really hard for humans um, to ignore their ego and let life take over. Let life do it and you're very influential in those regards because i admire you for wanting to help and at least admitting when you don't know and you need help yourself so that's always very helpful mm -hmm. too um with the drive foundation you guys help spread mental health awareness through entertainment yep. and all of that how are you guys reaching out in those regards so obviously we haven't been able to do really any events because of the pandemic um we kind of did a pilot rent run um it was the fall of 2019 so right before the pandemic hit um we were able to do this beautiful amazing event called emerging artists exhibit and it's featuring um visual artists uh in recovery so we had uh, six different people um our event was at this huge gallery in uh, it was downtown Hamilton, Ontario, and um, I just this big wall with everyone's like artwork on it, and then we incorporated uh, film and music. So the, the whole program is is really honoring the arts through through music, film, and and visual arts. Um, so at the time, uh, Yes TV had just done a, a documentary there was an hour documentary that was done on my story about um you know music addiction and recovery so we did a screening of the the documentary which they called it drive and then um and then i performed a, a live show 
as well. So that was, um, yeah, it was a pretty amazing night. So that was like one program that we haven't been able to, to do, but we're hoping in the spring of 2020 to, to kind of just ignite that again and, and keep moving forward and really honoring the arts and really promoting that. Like our, our hashtag is reach for help, right? Um, and like we said earlier, like that is like, that was one of the hardest things for me to do. Um, and even like, if I'm ever, you know, I talking on on my socials or whatever i'm just constantly like if you are anyone you know or like you're struggling just text me through through you know facebook instagram just reach out to me and i will get you connected to the proper resources that you need like and that's why i'm so open about sharing my story because there's someone out there that's going through exactly what i went through and and you know for me this is about saving lives right and and really promoting that mental health awareness you are not alone right 100 you're not alone yeah, you're never so, alone where can we find this documentary at um so we uh i can send you a link to it we haven't really launched it yet through the website i think in the new year we're just we're going to edit it a little bit and add a couple things to it and then we'll be launching it um so you'll be able to get access through the drivefoundation.org website but i can send you a copy yeah okay you check we, it out. yeah you have the link below for the drive foundation i do Perfect. believe if not i'll add it later <laughs> okay yeah naomi is there anything you wanted to add to the conversation i know you have notes and everything yeah there is um I was going to ask, um, I'd seen the episode with um, Steve Brown on and he talked about going into schools and uh, getting the whole, um, all the students involved in, and there was a job for everybody and it was to do with arts and music and entertainment. It really got them engaged. Mm -hmm. I was just in, interested to know um, whether um, that had gone any further since um or has the pandemic um affected yeah. the development of that it definitely affected the development of it yeah. and unfortunately it was almost like steve's baby right he had the vision for this and um it's definitely a part of, of you know i mean the model and the idea is is absolutely amazing because it gets everyone involved and the entire purpose behind all of it is to promote mental health awareness you know um yeah but unfortunately we haven't right now been able to kind of move forward with with that but hopefully i really hope in the, in the near future we'll be able to kind of just pull that together and, and get that happening um i have been able to go to some schools and 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 speak um and and just do it that way you know like where i'm just trying to raise awareness through my my experience strength and hope and and really hoping that others can can relate you know because that's where it all started for me in high school you know that mm -hmm. young age uh, 13 14 15 16 that's when it all really started and especially with mental health like you know at the age of 17 i was tried to end my life i just didn't know how to how to reach for help i didn't know who or how to i didn't have the resources um you know so i was in and out of the hospital for a good six months um but yeah i think it's just it's honestly through 
really just promoting like you know you're not alone and and just please make that first step to reach for help because it could save your life literally you know and plus yeah. the whole bullying issue in school too doesn't help no because kids are ruthless i remember when i was in school kids are freaking ruthless <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. yeah and they don't know how to handle the bullying issue because they punished me the one that got bullied instead of punishing the person that's doing it same um, with me as well yeah well yeah yeah, they forced me into uh, therapy, and then the bully got away with it because I believe he was a football player. And if you're in sports, <laughs> you can get away with anything in high school. Yeah. Oh, wow. Makes it really My bully fun. got an award at the end of the year. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, jeez. That is awful. That is all. It's all right. I got into the good college when I left. Yeah. So how's the uh, in-home program going right now with the pandemic? The sorry. The, that program you have, where you have people come into your home and you yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the recovery retreats for women. Um, it's been, you know, knock on wood, it's been okay so far. We. Um, Basically, you need to be double vaxxed to come, obviously, just for everyone else. Um, and um, it's been amazing. Like this past weekend, I was able to have a recovery retreat. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, I had a woman here who was 14 days sober, and I had a woman here who was 11 years sober. And the fact that we can all just learn and, and have that, you know, connection with one another. Um, it's pretty amazing, you know, amazing to be a part of it. I'm just super grateful, you know? Yeah. It's awesome that you're helping people like that too. Cause some people are like, I recovered, I'm good. And they don't help anybody else. Well, I think that's kind of what I first almost like explained to the women that I try and, and help. It's just like, okay, so your purpose is the same as mine. And that is to, to help women that are dying from this disease that we have. Right, and there's no hierarchy here. It's just we are 100% on the same level, because I could be 10 years sober and so disconnected from my higher power, disconnected from this program, disconnected from people, and just be really sick. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I have to stay. You know, I have to stay connected to what what helps me here, right? And that is like maintaining that conscious contact with my higher power huge part of my recovery is is giving away what i have right i i get how this works this 12-step program i fully understand it i'm armed with the facts about what my disease and my illness is and now i have to give that away in order to maintain to kind of just stay afloat you know what i mean um and it works like magic because i get to sit down from a girl who who basically has lost her will to live and is just dying from this illness and, and you know, you just have to be open, willing and honest to do this process. And I get to watch them, you know, front row uh, to recover from this illness and then in turn start helping other women. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, uh, it doesn't get better than that to me. It is the most gratifying thing 
or one of them that I've ever been able to experience in my entire life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing with sobriety, though, most people don't realize. It doesn't stop at not doing the drug or whatever. You have to keep at it. You have to keep your mental state in check because if not, you'll just go back to the way you was. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, it, it is work. That's the thing. And this is like a, this is a program of doing like I can want this and I can need it. But what am I doing to maintain it, to maintain my sanity, really? Because when I like I said, I become so disconnected that I get to really, really dark places. Because I, I naturally want to just like, you know, I think I'll just stay in bed and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just overpowered by these dark negative thoughts. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I've had days where I, I don't get out of bed for, for a couple of days. I remember when the pandemic hit, I literally was in bed for two days because I was so bound by fear and anxiety. And I was just like, what am I going to do? Like my family and like just thinking of like how are we going to live like and then you know how ironic is this i i I have a friend of mine who sends me a link to an online meeting you know and she's like just come to this meeting michelle like just start getting connected again because all meetings shut down everything was shut down right so i go to this online meeting and i you know I, i start thinking okay it's not that bad um then I started thinking, well, how can I start uh, a women's meeting every Thursday night? So I said, through your group, can I run a, a Thursday night women's meeting? And she's like, absolutely. So I get my, I buy my Zoom account and I'm able to have 100 people in this meeting. And then, so I do my Thursday night step study. And then I think to myself, this isn't enough. So I started um, my own group on, on Facebook called Women in Recovery. And I invited four other women who are very active in the program. One of them is, does the program of um, Al-Anon, and then the other is Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and uh, everyone is running meetings all week. So we run over 20 meetings a week. And it saved so many people during the pandemic. So many women like got sober. Mm-hmm coming to these meetings and i think we just reached over five thousand women globally on our group now so it's uh you know something's at work there (laughs) it's not me right i don't (laughs) it's just like i'm just continually doing what i think i know you know should be doing that's wonderful especially during the pandemic the pandemic's not been easy on anyone's mental health oh that's why i just through myself into who can I help? Who needs help? Okay, let's get these meetings going. And it was literally a full-time job, like during the, the, the lockdown, right? Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. For anyone out there yeah. that wants to be a part of your program, uh, do you still do the video stuff or is it all in person right now? So right now we, yeah, there's, um, there. I, what I can do is, I can send you the link for the Facebook group. It's called Women in Recovery. Um, and we still run the meetings. We have a noon meeting every day that's pretty successful. Saturdays and Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, we do a meditation meeting, um, which is great, you know, and it's just kind of like we just we will do a guided meditation and just get connected and share afterwards, you know. And then uh, through the 
the week at night, there's a couple meetings that we, I still do my uh, Thursday night staff study. I haven't stopped doing that. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to send me that link. So I will for sure. Because if anybody needs help, they know where to go. And it's how easy access. It's like just basically you click a couple buttons and boom, you're in. And you don't have to share if you don't want. You don't have to have your camera on, but you can just sit and listen to other people's experience, right? And that's how I kind of got connected. You know, I started going to these meetings and I'm I'm like, oh, well, I, I think like that and I drink like that. And that's my experience too. And I started to identify with other people in the room. Um, which helped me just really understand, okay, you know, maybe I do have this illness. Um, maybe I do need help, you know, and for me, my disease, it centers in my mind and, and it's my ego. And I believe my ego is my disease and it, it has one mission and that is to kill me. Like those thoughts, like, okay, you know what? Maybe you're last drunk, but it wasn't that bad, you know, going to the hospital and getting concussion and getting right. that scan like that's not that bad and i would convince myself that it's not that bad and i would believe these thoughts that it's just it's not real right so the fact that i can be awake to that is just such a blessing now right just awake to the fact that that's not real and i can't you know i need to just connect with my higher power with which i call god and and just really maintain that Ah, truth, continue, continue to be honest with myself constantly, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's um, the issue a lot of recovering alcoholics have is they'll see one drink and they're like, oh, what's one drink going to do? And then mm, back on that train again. And, that you know, unfortunately, like, I remember when I first came into to this program, I... I remember my sponsor telling me, she's like, you stick around the room, rooms long enough, you're gonna see people die from this disease, right? Mm -hmm. And it is true. And it, it doesn't take long for you to to see people who, who you know, go back out and they just, they don't come back. And, and the crazy thing is, is like, most people don't make it into the rooms. Most don't. I'm gonna say probably 90% don't even make it into the rooms. Um, 10% that do it's just like okay you, you need to do this <laughs> and it you know it has been the only thing that's ever worked for me right and I had to be in a place of um, desperation in order for it to to really work I needed to be desperate and just like show me what to do I can't do this anymore um, you know I remember just seeing a woman who was very active in the program and and just going up to her just, and just saying, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to die. Uh, please just, just tell me what to do and I will do it. And I just followed her direction. Everything she told me to do, she took me through these 12 steps that saved my life, right? And, you know, step 12 is that we carry this message to others that are struggling. And, um, and that's what I continue to do in my seventh year of sobriety, right? Congratulations. I'm really doing it and I'm going at it so hard. And the reason why is because my life depends on it, on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard fighting your own mind, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, like constantly fighting your own mind, which meditation for me has helped. I know you also do yeah. yoga. Yeah. Yeah. What, what form of yoga do you do, if you don't mind? Me um, 
I think like right actually, you know, it's super amazing. We just had um, a woman come at the recovery retreat who does uh, trauma sensitive yoga. So people that have uh, struggled, struggled with uh, addictions and PTSD. So it's very, it's super light. Um, it's, it's not really intense. Um, but for me, I'm just in the process of trying to, um, just finding the time to, to get my yoga teacher training. And then I think once I'm there, um, it'll be good. I'm excited to learn, you know, and, and I've been doing hot yoga. I don't know, um, if, if you've ever tried that, uh, I love it. Oh, it's amazing. You basically go in this room and it's super hot <laughs> and, and you do the class and you just sweat like crazy. It's unbelievable. We haven't been able to go to classes because um, of the pandemic, but they're just starting up again. So is it like uh, a sauna or is it not that hot? It's not a sauna. It's dry heat. Like it's, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's super popular here. Super popular. I, I honestly don't know how to do yoga for like 30 to 40 minutes. I I can barely do 15. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not like amazing at it either. I find whenever I can't keep up, I just literally just lay on my mat and just like try and just stay present. And, and I don't, you know, it's just like my body will tell me what I can and can't handle, you know? That's pretty much like my, my routine in the mornings. Like, like I, I wake up like at 7 a.m. and I do like some morning yoga for 10 minutes and then off to work. <laughs> I've been trying to implement yoga into my daily routine. Um, I've been trying to do DDP yoga, which is Diamond Dallas Page, former pro wrestler. Oh, he wow. Has, he has his own yoga program. And his yoga workouts are anywhere between five minutes to 40 minutes, whatever you have time to do. Cool. And he's helped a lot of people. If you uh, want to look into him, he's really good. He's similar to you. He's helped a lot of people into recovery yeah. and like Scott Hall, another pro wrestler. He helped into recovery, Jake Roberts, like a lot of people that he's helped with the mental health thing. And that's where yoga helps a lot of people oh, with yeah. their, because it also helps get your mind in the right mindset because yeah. If you're not in the right mindset, <laughs> you're not gonna get to where you want and where you want your results to be. Yeah. But yoga, the issue I've had is downward dog. I can't get that down one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I look like a dog having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My husband's not flexible either. And he's just like, I can't do this. I think just, uh, even just trying and just not forcing, not forcing it. Right. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm always on my tippy toes. Are you? I, yeah. I, me too. Yeah. I can't yeah, get my feet flat. like that as well. Yeah. I can't get my feet flat and I can't like actually bring it in. I look like a, I look like a dog with bad hips. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was okay with downward dog. It was just when the, the yoga teacher years ago and I went to a yoga class said to do a headstand. I I couldn't deal with that. I can't do that. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. They're like do a headstand. No uh, spinning circles. Like what the <laughs> My um, my back bridges are on point now. I can finally do the full back bridge, like the fully back headstand. Without my shoulders oh, sitting good. out and my lower back getting really tight, so kind they of the is really good for people with like bad backs too. Yeah, 
So I've been trying to get into it, but that downward dog, it kicks, <laughs> it kicks me every time. I've never seen a dog bend like that. I don't know. Yeah, probably <laughs> come up with this. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, I'm always on my tippy toes and I can never quite make it where I need to be. I don't know. I'll figure it out one of these days. Maybe go to a class. I'm going to a class. <laughs> they do have uh, yoga classes. Um, but the closest one that I was going to go to is about an hour and something away, but oh, wow. they shut it down because of the pandemic. I think everything's on YouTube though. Yeah. If, you yeah. even, if you Googled how to do, you know, a downward dog position yoga, and I'm sure it'll, you'll get tons of videos on how. The way that I, I, I saw I'm just going it, on YouTube. YouTube's the best place to go. Yeah. Yeah. You can become a certified mechanic on YouTube. <laughs> Probably, eh? You can do whatever you want to do. You can become a chef. You can. Is that how you became a chef, Greg? YouTube? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, the way that I didn't know I heard... what to do with myself, so I just went on YouTube. Career goals. Yeah. Career one. goals. Because being Dwayne The Rock Johnson's lookalike didn't work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard that the best way to do downward dog to get used to it is you walk your feet. Okay. Yeah. And I've tried that. Now I can walk my feet, but I can't get my feet flat. <laughs> <laughs> what other workouts do you do besides yoga that helps you out? Me? Mm-hmm. Um... I like to try and run when I can, um, just even for 10 minutes, just to get those natural endorphins going. Um, it's huge for my mental health, huge, to really, uh, to break a sweat. And um, yeah, just like I said, to get those endorphins pumping through my body, those natural endorphins that we have, mm -hmm. um, I need that. I definitely need that. And I find, um, when I don't exercise, I, I, I can feel it. Like I can really feel it. Um, so definitely um, is a big part of, of how I kind of maintain that, you know, stability of being feeling balanced um, for my mental health. For me, it's, it's a combination of like prayer, meditation, yoga, exercise, eating right. Um, you know, you eat a Big Mac, you're going to feel like a Big Mac. You know, like it's pretty true, right? We need to put um, that as a quote. If you eat a Big Mac, you'll feel like a Big Mac. Yeah. It's so true. So it's kind of just really watching what I'm putting in my gut because that is just, it's so connected to, to the way I feel and think. I notice that I eat a lot of carbs and I'm feeling heavy and I just want to lie down where. I eat, you know, a nice piece of salmon with some veg and I'm, it energizes me, right? Like so it keeps me energy and I'm like, let's go. Um, yeah. And, and just, and, and honestly helping, helping other women. It's just, it's such a part of my everyday, not even routine. Just, it's just a part of my life. Right. Um, because it, it helps me. And, and the crazy thing about helping others, is that it gets us out of here. Mm -hmm. So when I'm helping you, I'm out of this crazy like show that's happening sometimes. Um, 
and it's and I'm actually doing something that's useful you know I'm actually helping someone but for me helping someone it helps me too sometimes it helps me more sometimes. and they don't even understand it right sometimes um, you feel more accomplished when you've helped someone else than yourself yeah. which is awesome what walking helps me but if i'm running you better look to see what i'm running from because <laughs> you better start running well, I'm, I'm a runner i love running yeah i go running a lot i love walking and i love jogging awesome in the winter it's hard I, I live in ohio so it's either between 20 degrees to 50 degrees and sometimes it's way too cold to walk yeah, I think I just, I, I dress appropriately. Like it did snow the other day and we've got snow on the ground here. Um, I put my huge boots on my snow pants. I get completely bundled up and I'm just breathing in that fresh, crisp air. And I'm just going for like a 15 minute walk. Like it just, it helps me so much, you know? Yeah. I need to get out and go for a walk. You, you got me wanting to walk now. <laughs> I, have, I haven't been wanting to walk for weeks because me and my uh, family we just came down with covid we're finally getting over it and it it was a treat getting out of bed oh, some mornings oh wow <laughs> yeah it's, it's been fun <laughs> not really no oh my goodness if i have any advice for anyone just skip it don't get this crap um <laughs> but yeah wow. you you've been having uh cold weather too over in Canada you guys get it in the extremes yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah you live in a part of Canada where you get real bad winters yep oh 100 percent yeah I don't know how you do it them and the it, moose yeah it can be hard um especially like I find like there's the weather really affects my mood mm -hmm. I don't know if you find that but um, if there's the sun is out and shining like right away, I'm up and I feel energized. And if it's gray and dark the next day, and I'm just like, even if it's raining, I'm like, I definitely don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> the weather has a lot to do with my mood too, and I believe, you know? they, I believe they call that seasonal attitude disorder or something like that. Yeah. Which yeah. is ironic because that's the initials are sad. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. I never even saw that. But yeah, there's a uh, disorder for that. And whenever it's dark out, yeah, it's hard for me to even get out of bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, seasonal yeah. affective disorder, yeah. Yeah, seasonal affective disorder. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had it, kind of. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I've never claimed to be. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I take uh, vitamin D, um, just droplets. I just put, you know. Um, you can just put it, put it in your orange juice or water or anything you're drinking throughout the day and it just helps boost that uh, your vitamin D level. Um, yeah, because I'm lacking those certain vitamins that are helping, right? Um, and then I think another thing is, um, I mean, for me, it's just, it, just sitting down and, and writing music, playing music, um, just really finding that artistic outlet you know so whether you paint or, or or anything that is just working with your hands you know um i don't know i, I feel better when i'm cleaning i love cleaning like, people think i'm crazy but i just love like cranking the tunes and just cleaning my house i absolutely love it you know if you like cleaning we do have a house <laughs> that needs cleaned over <laughs> um, 
<laughs> what helps me, and I've heard in several patients this does help, not just vitamins for me, but cannabis has helped me a lot with my yeah. mental health because it regulates your mind and gets rid of all the bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it, it helps me a lot. But now I live in a state, I was living in Arizona for about nine months and it's legal there. Mm -hmm. Now I have to get a medical card because I'm back in Ohio. Yeah. But the stigma behind it is kind of gone by now. A lot of people think, oh, it's drug abuse. It's not if you take it in small doses as right. a medication. Right. But it's helped me a lot. Well, that's great. If it, if it works, how amazing is that, right? Right. Yeah. I'm probably going to cut this episode off here shortly because yeah. I'm starting to get, like, exhausted. Um, Naomi, is there anything you wanted to add? Um. I think that that was all the questions that I had. Yeah. If you want to do a part two when I'm feeling better, um, you are more than welcome to come back on the show. We love talking to you and we love talking yeah. mental health. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Listening about the Drive Foundation. It just sounds such a good um, foundation and what you're doing and helping so many people. Yeah, I would love to come back. Thank you for having me. I'm just going to do a quick, quick plug here. Uh, we just did a new mix and uh, master of the song Drive that I wrote, which is about my recovery. And you guys can find it on Spotify. So Ooh, just, uh, yeah, just, yes, it's um, lovely. We did the radio edit and we're just actually in the new year, we're going to be pushing it out to the UK. So hopefully you'll be uh, hearing it on the stations over there. <laughs> oh, lovely. Nice. Lovely. Yeah. You're such an inspiration. Um, yeah. And Thank we, you. We admire you. Uh, keep up all the hard work. It is paying off. And we are very proud of all of your success. Thank you. No problem. And it has been a great episode. Anyone that has mental health problems, don't be afraid to reach out. There are suicide hotlines. There are people, lovely people like Michelle to reach out to. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. And everyone, as always, live long, rock hard. And until next time, take your vitamins. Say your prayers, brother. No. <laughs> do yoga. And do yoga. And go running. Yeah, turn your... Yeah, that too. Listen to me, was it while cleaning? Turn your heat in your home to 97 degrees and do yoga. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Michelle. It has been a blast. Thank you, guys. Thanks Thank you so much. And go check out Michelle's uh, song, Drive. It is incredible. And go check out the Drive Foundation. All links are below. And I will put the link for the Facebook page once you send it to me. Perfect. Love you guys. Goodbye. Until